This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. It's a joy to focus on a Christ-centered restoration this month, as it's the month after Easter leading up to Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the disciples as described in Acts. When it's an interesting, as I was reading that, it came to my attention that when I read a little further in Acts 2 verse 17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And so the verse continues. So that's interesting, hey? Because when we look at the signs of the time, I really believe that we live in the last days. And isn't it wonderful that there's a promise that the Holy Spirit will be upon us in very pertinent ways during Mm. this time. Mm. So we have someone listeners here to share her story of a Christ-centered restoration with you, Mm. and we're so excited to introduce her to you. Yes, thank you very, very much for joining us, Sylvia, and I think what is special for me, Suki, is that she's from Madagascar. Yes. Um, So um, Christ-centered restoration isn't only for South Africans, Mm. it's for all nations. Amen. To the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. So it's a special privilege to have you with us, Sylvia. And she's not in Madagascar, right, Sylvia? You want to tell us about that? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Good evening, everyone. And uh, thank you for Suki and Frederick for hosting me today as a guest from Madagascar. (laughs) Yeah, so tell us, you're in South Africa, right? Can you tell us yes. a little bit of how did that happen? Um, I arrived in South Africa in December 2010. Um, I came with my, I joined my husband. My husband was here 2009, and then um, he left Madagascar to start his uh, PhD here. Um, and yeah, he left when my daughter was five days old in June 2009. And yeah, so later on, I joined him like 2000. Wow. We joined him as my 18, 18 months old baby girl. Wow. Yeah, we can stay permanently here. So that was two, uh, 2010, and now it's 2022, but you're speaking to us in English. As far as I know, they don't speak <laughs> English in Madagascar. Am I right? Yeah, no. Yes. Um, we are French speaking. So in fact, I only started to speak English confidently. Three years later, so wow. I've been speaking French or Google translating and something like that. <laughs> Since my kids started school, that's when I started to learn English and um, reading a dictionary. When they start to say some words, and I say like, "What is my son saying? Or what is my daughter saying?" Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> so you speak. What other languages do you speak? So we sp- we, we speak Malagasy as an official language in Malaga with different dialects. And I speak French, which is our seg- our first second language, and wow. then I speak uh, Spanish as well and English afterwards. So, so, yeah. so, so Sylvia, you know, because we lived in in China, many of the listeners know we always talk about it, and I had to yeah. learn Chinese. So I can really, really appreciate it with you today. That <laughs> twelve years after you arrived in South Africa, now you can do an interview in English on the radio. Imagine. That's amazing. <laughs> 
That is amazing. I know we, the eighth year in China, my Chinese was quite okay, but I can't imagine that I would have been able to do an interview on the radio. Yeah, so, it's such an honor and privilege. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. So, so tell yeah. me, so when you came to um, South Africa, were you a Christian already? Uh, yes, I was raised as a in a Protestant church. So yeah, I've known Jesus and heard about Jesus almost every day since I remember. With my mom praying with us, and yeah, but nothing very special. That that it's just like I know the miracles that Jesus has done, and learn everything in Sunday school. But that's about it. Like we know Jesus mm. and His existence in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so when you were here, did you go to church? You and your husband? Yes. Um, my husband was serving at. Um, he was a, a worship leader, worship team. In a church in Musenberg, we've been in Musen- we stayed in Musenberg for about since 2010 to 2013. Mm. So yeah, he was serving. Yeah, when before we even came here, he was already serving in a church. But mm. then he mm. eventually stopped, and our son was born. He just stopped going to church, and I just carried on bringing my kids to church for Sunday school. And uh, you know, I didn't understand anything at all. Like. Like I said, I didn't speak English at all, but I just came to church and speak to people with my basic and broken English. I just wanted to be in a worship, in mm. a happy place. Yeah, mm. that's what I wanted to be. So so what I'm hearing, um, Sylvia, is that you were a Christian um, before you yes, came to right. South Africa. And it took quite a while um, for you to embark on a Christ-centered uh, restoration journey um, in, in, in a safe community. Yes. What, what changed that you decided or that you felt the need to, to join a group like that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, in fact, that's, that's true. It took me a while. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like for many years, I think. Um, what changed is my desperation and my loneliness. You know, far away from the family, mm-hmm. uh, no friends for at least like since 2010, 2013. Like I didn't know anyone. Wow. I didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. My English didn't improve at all. I was locked away alone at home, raising my toddler, and yeah, I felt confused and lonely and depressed, and you know, like I was mentally sick or something like that. Mm. I like guess. Mm. I could say, I'm, I'm, and I blame my husband for everything, and I didn't realize that. But yeah. yeah, I'm so grateful that you're so vulnerable and that you're actually sharing this because yeah. I think there might be many other listeners that might be listening, also coming from other countries. You know, there are many ex- expats, and also people mm-hmm. from other countries might be listening as well. Uh, they are, especially in this life that we live today. Many people yeah. leave South Africa and they go to other countries and they experience what you're experiencing now. Mm. Deep loneliness, struggle with a culture, um, st- pain, exactly. just a difficulty and where we confront it with our hurts, hang-ups and habits. Yeah. And we're yeah. not in a familiar place to handle that. Hey, so, But you still continued quite a while before you joined this program. So what had you done in the meantime before you joined the program? Because you were talking now about 2013, 2014. What happened in the meantime? So in the meantime, I just like coming to different churches. Just mm. like, like we moved from Misenberg and then come to Stellenbosch and then mm. I... 
I was trying to find my feet, a route, like a church where I feel welcome and where I could raise my kids. Mm. Because that's the only thing, that's the only place. And but for some reason, like I only felt hope and, um, and joy when I come to church. And yeah, that's, in the meantime, I was just like battling with that depression and all those struggles. And the problem was that I didn't stop there from like, because during the weekdays, like I've just been, been that uh, desperate mom that wanted to be heard and that want to talk to someone, just trying to make a friend and, mm. you know, trying mm. to find a room because mm. my, husband was, my husband was not present, like really emotionally there because mm. he doesn't even know what to do to me. Mm. He doesn't even know like what, like what's going on. We were both confused. So like yeah, that, that time, like, adult, like I just kept like blaming him on every situation. But yeah, so that was mm. 2013 until 2000. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 2020. 2020, yeah. hey. 2020, yeah. You know, you describe a very common process mm. now. I think many moms that are struggling with to raise little children and the husband is very busy at work, a lot yeah. of responsibilities. Your husband were doing busy with his PhD and started working and consumed with responsibilities at work. And you were a mom. Like I think there are, might be moms like this listening, sitting at home, trying to cope with stuff and mm-hmm. feeling depressed, feeling lonely, not knowing what yeah. to do, not finding the community mm-hmm. in churches. Mm-hmm. Because you say you went mm-hmm. to church. Did you go to church all that time until 2020 or did you yes, stop at yes. some time? I always go to church. Oh, there were certain times that I was working um, at a retail shop mm. and then I was working during the day on a Sunday. But I so kept going to to the evening service, and I paid someone to take my kids to church during the day. Mm. Had a au pair to drive them to church on a Sunday because my husband didn't want to go, just stayed at home. Sometimes we drive the kids, he drop them off there, and then you walk out of the church and then fetch them back again later. Yeah. But I never stopped uh, going to church, like just being mm. at church, like not serving, not anything, mm. just praising and praying at church. So it yeah. helped you, it brought you some kind of peace, but yes. you couldn't really, it, it didn't help you with the depression and with the struggles no, that you No, not had. at all. Mm. Not at all. It didn't really help me with my depression. It was just like bringing me peace and hope and joy for that certain time. Like I feel okay. Like, you know, like I needed a break during my weekdays, like mm. with my messy, like all my situation during the weekdays, the work and the kids and my relationships, my husband and the mess. So I'm going in and my mental sickness and at church, like be, I feel welcome and at peace and at ease and at, with uh, like, uh, and hope, full of hope and right. full of joy. Yeah. So it, it was definitely, it gave you some relief, but we're going to talk about what changed. When did, when did the struggle started changing just after mm-hmm. the break? Listen and stay tuned in. Sure. Thank you, listeners, for being with us. Uh, we've just had a break and we are busy speaking to Sylvia from Madagascar. Uh, and Sylvia, you were explaining uh, or sharing uh, with Suki and myself some of the hurts, hang-ups and habits that had taken to a place where um, you were very uncomfortable with mm-hmm. your life. In um, 2020, right? Yeah. So what happened so then? How did it come to past that you joined uh, a Christ-centered restoration program? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said earlier, like before uh, I only knew Jesus, the way I never knew I could be his friend. Um, 
never could I never knew I could have a close relationship with him. Mm. And I never knew that I could ask him for help because I only knew the theory that he's a Lord and we are his servant and we praise him and that and that's it. But I also didn't know until 2020 that he cared and he's desperate to be my friend and mm. he cared for my imperfection and my brokenness. So now he's present in my life and he's my best friend and <laughs> the leader, the leader or and light and my mm. captain. Wow. wow. And yeah, he's the first one I reach out in time of need, my struggle wow. and to take me out of my um, pain and my hangouts and my hurts and all my struggles. Mm. Yeah, I make sure that but, but he hands over to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 Sylvia, that's wonderful and that's so true that it is a Christ-centered change that happens from our inside. But that just didn't happen with Jesus waving a wand and all of a sudden your things started vanishing. It was a gradual thing, hey? It was something yeah. that you that you also had to do, as, and that was joining, um, yeah. speaking to people and joining a Christ-centered restoration so how did group. So ha- how did it happen that you joined the group? Mm. Yes, because uh, it, I joined the group, Celebrate Recovery Group, because I... Like I say, like I was ended up talking to everyone, like random people know my stories because I needed to be her. I needed to get, I like to take out of my burden inside my heart and my pain. So I, for at certain times, I I had enough and I chose to, I chose to, to be a winner and not a victim to my struggle and mm. my hurt and my mm. disappointment. Mm. And I told myself as well, I, I chose to be healed. I chose to take care of myself, to look at me and to focus on me only and my recovery. Mm. And I decided also to stop blaming others and to point things finger mm. on like, oh, you did that to me, you did that to me, it's your fault and this and this and that. So I decided mm. to look at me and like, what is my part in my situation? Mm. Like what caused my pain and my hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like there was there were real changes happening in your life. How, Definitely. Yeah. How, how did that impact your family? Oh, um, I'm proudly and really, really so proud, and I celebrate the grace of the Lord with that because I and, and didn't see it coming. Like back in days, back in the days when I look back, I never thought I'll find peace. There is peace absolute peace in my in my family now in our house and there's a restoration between my husband and I the mm. relationship has restored um not quite fully but we are still working in there but there is a big difference from where I was two two years ago and three years ago and now and yeah there's more happiness we're more mm. happy here and what yeah. contributed to that change why do you okay. think that? What contributed to the change? What what caused it to change? Yes, what caused the change is I chose to be happy as well. And mm. I didn't want to cry anymore. And I didn't want to be resentful and that full of rage mom. So yeah, praise the Lord, I've recovered from that. And mm. yeah. And your relationship with your children? Yes, my children are more confident now to talk to me and they're not shaking anymore. They're not feared to be heard. Um, if they need to say something that happens to them, they are now 
more open and they're free to share their emotion to me. Because before, when I was this rage mom and angry and depressed and mm. always crying and sad all the time that locking my room, they used to be so scared of me, you know. They, they, they're shaking and traumatized when I raise my voice. And mm. I just picture that like when, like very recently, uh, to look back on where like where I was and uh, where we are now because we're so we're such a we're not a perfect family but for me we are perfect in the uh, in the eyes of the Lord because mm. we are happy and we are each other we are yeah we're on everybody's side of and course. I'm so proud my kids are more closer to me now and they wow. then have to have time for them like to. To always talk and be on the side. Right, mm. right. Yeah. Just to get back to your husband, I remember you told me um, that mm-hmm. he ended up going back to church because yes. he stopped going to church for a long, long time, right? Yes. He has stopped going to church in July 2012, mm. where uh, like a, a week after my son's dedication at church. Mm. And he has joined us again since this January. Yeah, so he never stopped uh, going to church this this, this year. Mm. He has joined us. Before, yeah, mm. there were certain times like he always come with us, but he would be just present, but he would bring um, a book or a pen and he will sit at the back and doing his work and research because he's a researcher at the university. So, yeah, that's what he used to do. But now he's fully present and he's wow. holding me and he celebrates and he prays at church and he's, wow. he's present. So he what caused your church. husband to go back to church? Why did he say he wanted to go back to church? Because it was a long time. It was like, what, yes. he only started going in January and now it's 10 years that he, hadn't, that he hadn't really been to church. Yeah, literally, yes. Mm. Um, I don't know. At some point during my uh, my journey in recovery, I decided to to minister my kids, uh, something like that, yes, because mm. uh, we started to to praise and to do some uh, uh, prayer meetings every evening in, in a, it's every different rooms in our house, from the garage and the bedrooms, everywhere in the house, in the corner of the house, we we rotate, like, which side of the house are we going to pray tonight? Mm-hmm. And he, he has been, I, I don't know, maybe he's motivated and inspired with what we're doing and what I'm sharing, because I share testimonies to the kids and shared Bible stories. Mm. And I was not, I couldn't speak, I couldn't pray in English before. Mm. I still mm. care, I'm not really confident because I also pray in Malagasy. Mm-hmm. But my kids are now able to read and to to uh, to pray in English. Yeah, they're me. older uh, now. Basic, right? but yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's I think since the kids are convinced and highly confident with uh, our journey as a Christian and as um, yeah, as we as a, uh, to serve the Lord, and that's why my husband also started to join us. Wow. He's like, can I please join you also, guys? And yeah, but. You, that's... And we've been praying for that for many years, so yeah, wow. I didn't really see that coming, but yeah, mm. that's happening. Yeah, that's incredible, um, mm-hmm. just to see how the Lord works, and it's not in an indirect way, in a direct way. Mm. Yes. And uh, in our conversations before we started the recording, um, mm-hmm. I remember you saying that uh, at one point you wanted to stop uh, attending these uh, restoration groups and this this community mm-hmm. and your husband actually said please don't stop please don't yes. stop tell what, us about that what, what, what tell us about that 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, he told me, uh, yes, there was sometimes, like I said, ah, I don't want to join the group today. Like, even now, like, sometimes I was not really feeling well and then, or maybe exhausted from meetings at school and my clients, and then I said, I'm not going. Then they like, I can set up the computer for you. See there, I'll bring you tea and this and that. Please, <laughs> you should join the meeting because you look more happy and it's, it's good for you. You know, like something like mm-hmm. that. I never heard from that that from him before like being really supportive that's yeah. not really him before but now he's been supportive and very kind towards that so you also yeah, told me that your husband said that he went back to church because he saw a, a big difference in you yes. and that was yes. part of the reason right yes that's also one thing and then um, what, mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. No problem. And your children, um, I remember a story you told me about a mother that called you to say thank you. What do you do? She wants to congratulate you with your children because your your son was talking to her son about Jesus. Yes. (laughs) You tell us something about that? Yeah, so uh, because like we, uh, we like I said, like I started to minister my kids just like out of passion. Like I wanted to, to be heard, like I said, like I wanted to, I wanted to share what I have in my heart and uh, I wanted to, to practice with my kids. I wanted them to need to hear my, the difference from where I was before and, and, and where we are now and share the testimonies and how the Lord is speaking to me and through the Bible and the, the script that we are sharing. So yeah, so he was also my son was so inspired of that as well. So he went for a he was invited for a play date at his friend's house, and he was sharing. This was quite a while ago, but he was sharing about Jesus, something like that, and what how was Jesus was healing him, and you know, like uh, something like that. But she didn't really tell me what was for the full story. But um, like I remember August's mom like asked me like um. Uh, she said, like, oh, yeah, your son was sharing the story about Jesus. He was so cute and adorable. How did that happen? Like, mm. I'm so proud of you. Well mm. done, Mom. She mm. said. So, I was mm. so surprised and emotional that time. Wow. So, yeah. And you're still in this program, right? It's now the second year that you're part of this program, this Christ-centered yes. restoration program. Mm. And you're yes. continuing? Why do you keep on going? You say it's not always yeah, easy. I, yeah. Um, I love I love being in that group because mm. I feel more real, and the fact that the group is so safe that I can be myself. Like mm. I, I wanted to be in that group for many years ago, but I just couldn't find my way to be in. But that's exactly what I wanted to be, where I wanted to be, like to be heard, and to express myself and to remove my mask and to hide that mm. I'm not mm. struggling. Mm. And yeah, so I love being in that group that I can be also close to Jesus mm-hmm. um, and to sustain my um, my faith and all, all the journey, mm-hmm. the journey as uh, in recovery, uh, all, the, all the habits, the bad habits and my struggle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I love being mm-hmm. in the Celebrate Recovery. Wow, like, wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's time to come to an end. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's such a powerful story yeah. of restoration. Restore, um, the definition of that is to take someone back to their original design. 
Mm-hmm. And isn't that when I listened to you, what your life was like, even when while you were attending church, and we not discard that because God worked. You told us how excited you were yeah. and how it helped you. Mm-hmm. But also that that real change didn't happen until you started addressing your hurts, hangups, and habits, and realized yeah. I needed more than this. And so you mm-hmm. you got into this rigorous discipleship program, and yeah. that had broad changes not only for you but for your mm-hmm. husband, your children, and your whole family. Mm-hmm. So we just praise God because mm-hmm. if he's in the mm-hmm. center, many things can change. Yes, yes, Amen. yes, yes. So we yeah. worship him for that. Listeners, thank you so much for being with us, listening again to Sylvia's beautiful story. Um, she doesn't specifically have an addiction, but she, she's got several things that you habits and hang-ups that the Lord helped her with. And um, so remember to send your comments and remarks. If you know anyone that'd like to share their story with us, please write to us at frederiksuki, one word, at kpulpa.co.za. And for the podcast? Yes, and uh, if you tuned in late for this podcast or this uh, broadcast, um, please get back to the podcasts and it will be found on kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. Yes, and this program is specifically about young mums and how a Christ-centered recovery program could help a whole family to come Mm, back to Jesus mm. and to experience more of his peace. So share it with your friends. Till next time, dear friends, God bless. Blessings. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.